The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Yeah. Philly. Bird gang. Yeah. They got enemies. Got a lot of enemies. Everybody hating on that bird gang energy. They trying to take the wave that we on. Check it and respect it, bruh. Sports and jump. Ooh, we. Yeah, we got that loud pipe. This that show, all bird gangs alike. Agel, E Rock, Evan, the homie Mike. Ain't no show keeping up in sight. Good question. Yeah. When you watching them birds play, birds. thoughts go through your mind about some misplays. Backstage politics, right. who's next on the trade block? Man. Tune in the fourth and John, get your answers, bruh. If you be in the city, just know that we get busy. We Time there's a whole game tailgate. We lit Cheering on them birds, uh, singing that fight song. E A G L E S, we on. Look, we from Philly. If you don't know, no. we run these streets the same way the birds run that NFC East. Giants is weak, skins is trash, Cowboys every season whoop that ass. It ain't no competition, we here for those who listen. Want nothing but the facts, that ego coalition. We could give two fucks about your trash ass team. Our concern is about that black, that white, that midnight green. The feathers on the helmet, bruh, hearts indebted. Fly, eagles, fly, what it's about, bruh. I said it, look up. But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? Back again, Manning stepping up. He has time, he fires, and it is intercepted. Intercepted, it is Darby. Darby at the 40, Darby at the 35. Darby at the 30. Darby cuts back, goes to the 20. A brilliant interception and an even better run by Ronald Darby. What's up, Philadelphia? We are live. Broadcasting from the beautiful new media studios right outside of Philadelphia. Welcome to the 2017 Week 16 edition of the 4th and John Show. Boys and girls, Phase 1 of Operation Hashtag Foles to the Pole is now complete. The Eagles earned themselves a first round bye after ending a three-game road away game streak at MetLife Stadium against division rival the New York Giants. Now look, I'll admit it wasn't the greatest game the Philadelphia Eagles have ever played. But to all my single dudes out there, you will appreciate and understand this analogy. Sometimes getting an Eagles win is like meeting a girl at the bar at 1.30 in the morning, all right? Is it always going to be pretty? No. Is it going to be sloppy? Sometimes. Do you got to take the good with the bad? Yes. And are you going to wake up the next morning with your hand on your head wondering what the fuck happened the day before? Yeah, it's it. (laughs) 
It is going to happen. But regardless of how ugly or pretty the win was, the Eagles have now put themselves in a position and done everything that we could have possibly asked them to do. They won the division. They earned themselves a first-round bye. And now they're one game away from locking up the number one seed. They are doing everything we could have possibly asked them to do up to this point to set themselves up for the postseason. It doesn't matter. Nobody gives a single solid shit about how good or bad the New York Giants win or we skated past them twice now. We got two games to go. Nobody's going to care. Because once the playoffs start, the reset button gets hit, and everybody's undefeated. It is 0-0. So it doesn't matter. It is, we are two games away from nobody caring how you got those Ws, that just the fact that you got them. Just like nobody cares about the Vikings in Week 4 losing to the Lions or only beating the Bears in Week, in week 5 by 3 points. Nobody's going to give a shit in two games whether the Rams lost to the Redskins in Week 2 or the 49ers put up 39 points against them in Week 3. Nobody is going to give a shit in two games whether the Saints barely snuck one by the Redskins in Week 11. Nobody in two games is going to give a shit that the Panthers lost to the Bears in Week 7. Nobody is going to care in two games that the Falcons lost to the Bills in Week 4. And if you want to take it over to the AFC... Nobody's going to care in two games whether or not the Patriots lost to division rival Buffalo Bills. Moral of the story, kids, I'm not going to excuse the performance against the New York Giants. But we got two more games. Our our, Our destiny is in our own hands. We are one game away from being two games home games away from the Super Bowl. I'll repeat that because it bears repeating. We are one home game at Lincoln Financial Field on Christmas Day against a Raiders team that's bad and has nothing to play for away from having home field advantage throughout the playoffs and two home games at Lincoln Financial Field. Now, you are going to be hard-pressed to tell me that this team that's built for the postseason, a defense that that is playing questionable right now, but can get the job done and is number one against the run. An offense that is putting up the most points per game in the league and a quarterback in Nick Foles who proved he can do it, you're going to have a hard time convincing me that they can't make a Super Bowl run with literally three games left to play against the Raiders and then two home games in the playoffs. Now, all that being said, if they play like they played against the Giants in the playoffs, they might as well not even show up. They might as well mail it in right now. You see what I did there? I fluffed everybody up. I fluffed everybody <laughs> up, and I just cock-punched them on my way to handing it off to Gail. You see how that? Speaking of Gail, my road warrior who was there at MetLife Stadium, sir, how are you feeling today? I feel, I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling okay. We got the, we got the dub, most importantly. Uh, but, uh, you know, thinking about my, my, my trip and my journey down to this podcast every week, everything perfect has to happen for me to make it on time, uh, whether it's going 80 to 100 uh, you know, cutting off an old grandmother on the highway to get here. <laughs> Shit, you just got to do it. So uh, thinking about about the season, everything perfectly has happened pretty much. But then there's adversity in the road. Whether yeah. it's players going down left and right. Nick Foles is, uh, you know, it's almost like the perfect story with Nick Foles coming in to play quarterback first right now. Nobody wanted to see Nick Foles play quarterback, but but it is what it is. So Eagle fans, it's 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 you, ha- you it's time to get your mind right. Just like the players, playoff playoffs are coming. 
Get your fucking mind right. Like, you know, if some I see a lot of see a lot of fans out there uh, you know, like upset with that that win, you know, obviously now they're tweeting at players and like f you, you're screwing up. Blah, blah. But as fans, you guys got to get your mind right as well. If you don't think that your energy doesn't rub off on this team, I don't know what it is. We've been out to Los Los Angeles, Eagles taking over the stadium and the city, uh, doing a tremendous job. Going into New York again, the second week, a second takeover, seeing what the effect that the Eagle fans have on this team. So uh, collectively with the team and and the Eagle fans, we got to push. This is we got to push. This is the final fight. You know, the Eagles had had a awesome job uh at home this season uh you know we have a couple more games left you know they they came came off a three game uh road uh road trip now they have the raiders at home they have the cowboys at home they have a bye and then they have another home game and if they win that they have another home game exactly and where where are the eagles the best at fucking home at fucking home and this team is built for a run in January. When you took a, take a look at a defense that's number one against the run, a, a stable of running backs that's going to be able to pound the rock in cold weather. You know, that, that you're, you're looking at a team that's built for the postseason. Best and, red zone offense in the NFL. Best man. red zone offense in the NFL. Gail, before I go, before I go any further, you, you touched on something, and it's something I wanted to speak on, but I'm glad you got to it early. Uh, I wanted to tip my cap to the Eagles fans. Now, I've been a season ticket holder since Veterans Stadium in the 90s, and I've always kind of kept myself to the comfy confines, my little cocoon there at Lincoln Financial Field. And being there and seeing seeing good seasons (laughs) and seeing bad seasons, I always thought that the rest of the NFL kind of acted like Philadelphia. I know there was a lot of talk about Eagles fans are the most passionate fans in the NFL, that they're the most well-traveled fans in the NFL, that they're the most intelligent fans in the NFL. And I always took pride in that, but I always thought there was a, a certain degree of, like, patting yourself on the back, you know, you know, self, self-support. You kind of lit. So I always took it with a grain of salt. It wasn't up until about two years ago, honestly, Gail, with, with you, that I started traveling out of my own comfort zone and going to away games. We've been to Baltimore. We saw that D.C. takeover week one. That's when the team had literally no expectations. And that Baltimore game where they were in playoff contention and the fans. And, 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 and half the, you know, there were seats empty. Yeah. And there were fans, literally, I, I tweeted pictures of it, falling asleep. You guys took over L.A. when you played the Chargers. You took over L.A. again when we played the Rams. There were throngs of Eagles fans in Jerry World chanting, Fly, Eagles, fly, on the main concourse. And then fast forward to Sunday, MetLife Stadium, where the third of the seats were Giants fans, where a third of the seats were Eagles fans, and where a third of the seats were fucking empty because the Giants fans just simply didn't show up. Not a mercy. <laughs> On that last drive, you know, the Eagles just scored, and you're thinking, like, well, you know, the Giants have an opportunity to, to take this dub. Giants fans were getting out of their seat and leaving the stadium. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it, it, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. So, so I've always heard about how Eagles fans are this or how Eagles fans are that. Well, I can tell you based on experience, not only being at home, but now traveling mm. – I, I couldn't be more proud of yeah. this fan base and how they represent themselves in force 
at other opposing stadiums. I don't know how many times this season I've been watching the TV. I mean, I've been watching the game from my TV, and I actually hear Eagles chants going on in opposing team stadiums. It seems almost like every single away game. If you, if you have 16 home games in a year, man, that's going to do wonders for your and team. And that has never, ever, ever happened at Lincoln Financial. Right, Didinger even said that yesterday it on has, the radio. I, I, I can, I can tell you that from like experience. I'm there every single game. The only time it is it is borderline, I've looked around and been like, wow, there's a lot of opposing fans here, is when the Steelers come to town. Yeah. Because they're waving those terrible towels. And it's an optical illusion. It's the same thing that the Rams tried to pull when we were out there in L.A. And they tried to hand out those white towels because when you're waving it around, it makes it look like one person's actually three or four. Mm-hmm. So the Steelers fans, there were plenty of them there, but they're all waving them. It's an optical illusion. I've never seen Lincoln Financial Field taken over by an opposing fan base, yet time and time again when I travel on the road, Eagles fans are just taking over the place, causing a ruckus, so much so that you can hear it on TV. I just wanted to touch on that, give a little tip of my cap to the Eagles fans out there. You guys rule, and I couldn't be yeah. prouder to be a part of this fan base. I got chills. I got chills. When you, when you, hear, you hear defense, you hear the defensive chant, I, I was looking at the, uh, I was like, what are the Giants fans doing? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, it's the Eagles fans. Yeah. And when that guy goes off uh, as the false start, you don't think mm-hmm. that was because that was because of us? Eli had mentioned it. Yeah, Eli said you know what that after the game. Yeah. How, how, did, how does that make you feel as, a, as an opposing team to let you know that your home got taken that's over? Crazy, that's wait, wait, that's crazy, bro. That's got to get in your head. He sounded so disappointed in the interview, too, man. He just sounds so depressed about it. He's like, uh, Giants fans pretty much just did not show up e- e- at Eagles all. fans, just, just take a quick <laughs> second to wrap your head around that. An opposing quarterback within the division, said that the Eagles fans that have taken over that stadium at a crucial point in the game made enough noise in somebody else's house to cause a (laughs) false start that in essence cost them points. Too fucking easy! Thank you, Straw Hat Guy. Coming up next is our boy working the social media, Philly Mike. How you doing today? Doing all right, guys. I mean, the only worry I have right now, I... Even though Foles is in the helm, I think our offense will be doing all right. It's just my concern right now is the defense. Ever since the Bears game, I think our defense has pretty much been feeling themselves since, and they haven't recouped. I mean, obviously, in the second half, they only, they only allowed six points. But but Eli, the Giants in general, they have 504 total yards. 58 of them were passing plays. Eli Manning had 424 yards. He was eating us up. Our secondary was getting eaten up. Our linebackers were getting eaten up. It's a concern for me because uh, the Giants don't have a high-powered offense. They don't have Odell Beckham. They they don't have Shepard. They don't have Marshall. It's just we were facing one of the worst offenses in the NFL, and they came to play against us, obviously, because of a division rival. But it gets me worried for the future for in the playoffs. So. And you, know, you know what? It's interesting that you touched on that because I, I, I saw that – 504 total yards, and Eli Manning had 424 yards passing. So I look back at the quarterbacks who played against the Eagles and tried to see, all right, well, that has to be the season high for this year. Who had the second-place one? So I look, and Eli Manning had 424 yards on Sunday. The second-closest was 366 yards, also by Eli Manning. So moral of the story is the Giants are going to play you tough. It doesn't matter where they're in the division, where they're seated, what their record is. The Giants are always going to play you tough. Uh, The next one was 357 yards. That was Phillip Rivers. The Eagles are are taking some good quarterbacks and holding them down to, like, 
okay games, but Eli Manning, just for whatever reason, has our number. Go ahead, Mike. The thing is uh, the quick release. The quick release, you know, Philip Rivers yeah. and then Eli yeah. Manning. is one of the fastest releases in the NFL, and that, that, that really helps him out. And you know what? They just announced the Pro Bowlers for the Eagles, and – there's a couple snubs. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. I'm gonna I, we, we haven't heard this yet. So no. So I'm gonna ask you guys this first. Who you think got snubbed in the Pro Bowl? Snubbed. Snubbed. Uh, Jernigan. Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, maybe maybe Lane Johnson got snubbed. Okay. All right. So for the Pro Bowlers, we got Wentz. He was the number one guy. Jenkins got in. Okay. Ertz got in. Mm-hmm. Fletcher Cox got in. Mm-hmm. Lane Johnson. Brandon Brooks got in. Where's Nelly? No Nelly. No Alshon. And you know what? No, no, no Alshon. No Brandon, oh, Nelly. No Brandon, Brandon Graham. Graham. No Jason Kelsey. Wow. Got shafted. Brandon Graham. He had a hell of a year. Nine and a half sacks. Yeah. That, and, it, and, 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 and the numbers don't even necessarily show what he means to that team on that defensive line. I wasn't the biggest Brandon Graham guy. I mean, those who have been following me for a while know I wasn't the biggest Brandon Graham fan uh, when we passed on Oral Thomas to draft him in the beginning. I thought he was almost a little too small to play a defensive end position. And then he was dealing with the injuries, and I was ready to write him off as a bust. When you take a look at that guy playing right now, the way he crashes a line to get after a run play is unbelievable. He's ridiculous. How many times has the running back been been handed the ball and brand, uh, running the opposite direction of Brandon Graham and then just gets – Gets tackled for a loss. Swallowed up. Brandon Graham's one of those guys that'll never show. It, it's unfortunate he'll never show up in the stat sheets as a big time Jason Babinish, thirteen, fourteen sacks kind of player. Mm-hmm. But what he does to that defensive line, what he contributes weekly. I mean, I can't think of one game where I've I've said, "Man, Brandon's just struggling today." Yeah. He brings it every single time. That is a huge stub snub. And Jason Kelsey, uh, yeah. He was there last year. I wasn't even sure he ended. You know, he's always the one out there leading the blocks for the running back, man. It's also he's always the one downfield. It's also funny. Alshon Jeffrey is third, uh, actually tied for second in the NFC with touchdowns with nine. Uh, Nelson Aguilar tied with four at four with Zach Ertz, eight touchdowns. So, I mean, those guys have been eating. They have. And there was a set out there saying that this is the first uh, wide receiver tight end trio. I believe it was. Jeffrey, yeah. Aguilar, yep. and Ertz have eight-plus touchdowns. That's the first time a trio ever did that in Eagles 26 history. years or something? Something you got to understand about the Pro Bowl, too. When they first announce all the participants in the Pro Bowl, dudes are going to drop out. Yeah. They're injured. Mm-hmm. See Carson Wentz. Uh, I could give do, a damn do, about do, the Pro Bowl. I, I, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Because by the time you get down to it, the Jay Cutlers of the world are going to be down in the Pro Bowl. You know I mean? So many guys are going to bail on the Pro Bowl, or they're in the Super Bowl, or they're injured, that all of a sudden they start scra- it, it, it doesn't matter! It really doesn't matter. Out of all the all-star games uh, in major sports, you look at NHL, you look at NBA, um, you look at baseball, the Pro Bowl is probably the biggest joke out of any of them. Really, w- what the NFL should do is continue on their award ceremony, mm-hmm. you know, that, that end of year, like the NFL awards, yeah. and just announce the Pro Bowlers almost like uh, all pro players. Yeah, the and best just, players and, of the season. And just yeah. make it a wrap. You know what I mean? Give them a paycheck. Give them a paycheck. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all. That's all these. That's these all play- they want. That's all they want. <laughs> they don't give a fuck about getting flown to Hawaii. Where is the Pro Bowl this year, by the way? Uh, anybody in, like- don't, don't they move? Didn't they move it to Orlando? Florida? Yeah, Orlando, in Orlando. I, I am a football head. I do not watch. I watch everything. 
about the NFL. I do not watch the Pro Bowl. Neither do I. I watch it for like the first five it's com- minutes. It's completely nah, I underwhelming. I don't even watch it. You don't even watch it? I haven't watched it. There's no heart in the game I haven't watched it in a decade, bro. I mean, it's, it's not worth watching. You know it's, the, it's, it's, it's a glorified preseason game. You know what the weird thing about the Pro Bowl, too, is if you take, like, this, the Pro Bowl has been in existence, like, since the 50s. Yeah. So if you take a look at the, like, the 1950s Pro Bowl when it's, like, Jim Brown and everything, those, the winning team got, like, a check. You're talking about guys like Concrete Charlie mm-hmm. and these people who had other jobs in the offseason. So when they played the Pro Bowl, those motherfuckers came out hitting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those guys played a game. Check. Nowadays, nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a single shit about the Pro Bowl. So you'll see some more people jump on. No, no worries. Evan Bubblegum here working the soundboard. How are you today, sir? I am feeling a lot better than I did last week. In Foles we trust, boys. In Foles we trust. Uh, it's amazing you're starting to feel a lot like 2013 up in here. Yeah. Minus, minus the chipper. Flashback. Yeah, I had like a little deja vu, actually. Really? I did, I did. Because Nick, Nicky Foles is at the helm in, mm-hmm. for the offense. It's, it, they haven't missed a beat for one game. One game, granted. But um, it, it looks like a, t- a good team that's not built around smoke and mirrors, like how Chip Kelly was set up. I got gotcha. you. I feel is, you. This is a, 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 a team that comes in with a solid game plan, offensively at least, every single week. The one thing... That gives me cause for concern is the 504 yards. Carson Wentz isn't out there on defense, so I don't really know why the defense seems to have lost their swagger ever since he went down. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed a very that, that that seems to be the point when this defense started to underperform is when Carson went down in that game. So uh, they need to get their shit together, man, and uh, they need to get inspired again because this team still is capable of doing. The sky's the limit, still. So yeah. they got to show up. They're giving up 30 points in the last three games, averaging mm-hmm. the last three games. So uh, now, obviously, yeah. obviously they got to, you know. Part of that I can understand. Like, look, Russell Wilson beat you, period. Yeah. That guy was a magician that day. That guy did everything and more to win that game. The golf and the Rams, you're looking at Gurley. That's a tough team to stop. They're going to put up yards. They're going to put up points against you. The New York Giants, apparently, for whatever reason, play you tough. I don't want to make excuses, but what I do want to say is that the problems with the defense aren't necessarily schematic. I mean, you saw the, the DBs playing all, and we, listen, when we're at the game, we don't hear the commentators. All we can do yeah. is, is just observe. So me and Gail are pointing out that the DBs are giving them like an 8-yard, 10-yard cushion every single play, and they're just eating you alive on the slant on routes. On the slant routes. Hurry up, slant, bing, 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 mm-hmm. as if it was fucking mad. Sterling Shepard was doing it all game all long day. with the 7-yard slants. Man. They made the adjustment. They started pressing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. What I think you're seeing with, with the defense and, and the overall loss of swag uh, is fundamentals. Yeah. The fucking tackling. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well, and, and they mentioned that during the game, yeah. too, how uh, Jalen Mills, on his one holding play, uh, they, they were just mentioning the fact that he had been getting beat the past couple plays, and he's starting to get nervous, and, he, yeah. and, that's, where, and that's where he ended yeah, up holding on. Mistakes. Uh, but he's a guy that is able to forget the previous play and just get right back to it. But everyone needs to be able to do that. Me and Trox were just saying before the show, the Eagles had the fourth most missed tackles in the whole NFL. Yeah. That's not good. Uh, what, one last thing, real quick. When you saw P. Rob go down, did you uh, you th- think about Sidney Jones at all? You th- think about I, him, I'm him making thinking an about <laughs> Jones. Like, Bruh. Uh, Listen, there is a far cry, and I've been preaching this all year. Because in the beginning of the year, you'll remember we even said it on Philly Influencer. Me and you, me and Mike, there we said on yep. PhillyInfluencer.com that I would put, as Gail puts it, hand solo Sidney Jones there and just rest him up. Because there, there is a far cry from being able to start and being ready to start. Yeah. I mean, he, he Sydney Sydney Jones 
right now is healthy. As long as the training can't, uh, training staff sees that he can plant and drive on that Achilles and that he's up to up to par physically, uh, he's going to be able to go. But ready to go is a whole different scenario. Yeah. I mean, I understand that people are upset at Ronald Darby. They were picking on him that game, and rightfully so. Um, I'd like to see some Russell Douglas. Yeah. You know, they, they yeah. had him inactive. It was interesting. They had him inactive for Brian Brayman. Um, but, you know, the special teams did show out. Blocking the punts and uh, yeah, but Derek Barnett had a special huge teams. Game, man. Yeah, yeah, but I, I'd like to see Russell Douglas get in there to give these guys, uh, uh, you know, some, some some breathers there. But I, you going back to the fundamentals things. Yeah, a lot of mental mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw guys grabbing, but the other thing is with these double moves. You know, the NFL is watching. You know, everyone's gonna see this tape and like, oh, so so they like the slants, huh? <laughs> we'll, we'll, you know, and plus we got Amari Cooper coming in and. Crabtree, who are both veteran uh, receivers this week, so I mean, they got they just got mentally they got to get their shit together. I heard that the um, Underlin gathered all the secondary together after the game and gave it to him. You know, like, look, we got to get our shit right because this this can't happen moving forward into the playoffs. So. But but, what, but but getting back to the, the the Sydney Jones thing, you were going to have to convince you were going to have to be absolutely certain that this guy is ready, mentally ready, physically ready to go to put him on, on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, credit to the New York Giants. Listen, they, they're getting paid too. This wasn't a Ben Mack, a dope-ass called game. I mean, they, they were set. We could see it from the stands. They were setting you up. Yeah, and slant, had a good slant, game plan. slant, and then, and then you do the quick out and go. You know what I mean? So when you look at the Eagles, sometimes – You've said it before, Gail, where Kendricks will always bite on the first move. <laughs> Ronald Darby is a risk taker, almost a Sante Samuel-esque. Yeah, he'll always go for, like, he'll read it, and then he'll go for the pick. You know what I mean? And he'll, and he'll bite on a move. So credit to the New York Giants. They're getting paid, too. They schemed up a pretty good offensive game plan where, look, this is how you beat the Eagles. You get, it, you get the ball out of your hands quickly. That negates the pass rush. They're giving you a cushion. Work the slant routes. And then when they start getting used to those slant routes after you fucking keep throwing it again and again and again and again and again and again, you then fake them out. They're going to bite on it because they got a couple players in there that have tendency of doing that. When they were picking on Darby, I, I, I couldn't understand it. Why are you picking on Darby? He's our best cornerback. That's like having a running game and running right at Jernigan. It was yeah. working. You know what I mean? It, it just it didn't make sense to me until like you saw him biting on moves, and they're like, oh. Well, Darby could be uh, catching that fatigue after missing half the season. Uh, you know, he's had a couple games on his belt, but he, he could be catching some fatigue too as well. It's possible. Yeah. He, was, he was looking pretty sharp on that run back, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but the thing is, like, is they do make mistakes, but these these DBs do make plays too. Mm-hmm. They do come up. They'll come up with make it make it a play, whether it be McLeod, in the Rams game, and now uh, um, Darby this game, Giants game. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I, I they, feel, they make I, plays. I, I feel like Darby is this week's um, Jay Ajayi from a couple weeks ago, yeah. where he was upset. You see him blocking he, people. Blocking, what, 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 what did that quote? What did that tweet say? He was basically saying, like, you know, he's going to start blocking people. You know, the, the real keep fans out him. there. You know, the real fans out there. He's going to be real with y'all, but the guys who are the haters, yeah. he's going to start blocking. And he also said he'll start blocking media as well. <laughs> Listen, in, in this day and age of social media, yeah. it, it has got to be difficult for a professional athlete. Especially in Philadelphia, where let's face it, the it, fans it, can be a little harsh. It's got to be tough. To to like imagine if 
you were at your job and millions upon millions of people are watching you at their job mm-hmm. at do your job i mean i'm in the food industry so i'm well aware of that yeah and you're, <laughs> and you're not doing it well but everybody that you know is tweeting at everybody has an ability to get at you and tell you ronald darby you suck you blow get the fuck off my team i'll not, I, I will fight people to the death i don't care if i like them on twitter or don't like i will fight people to the death don't at the fucking players. Yeah. Yeah. Say, say what you got to say. Don't at the fuck. What, what are you hoping to accomplish yeah. by by adding Ronald Darby after a bad game, after really, like when he came back against the Dallas Cowboys, he was breaking up passes in the end zone. He was sticking tackles against Des Bryant. Shut down Des Bryant. He, yeah, he shut him down. He picked off – He picked off. Um, their quarterback, mm-hmm. he had some good games before he got hurt in, uh, in uh, Washington. He was having a good game. This guy is a good corner. He had a bad game. What are you hoping to fucking accomplish yeah. by adding a player and letting him know, yo, bro, you suck? You're wearing the colors, man. Like, like well, you try can, harder. You, 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 okay, yeah, try, try harder, but put that out there. Yeah. It, it is absolutely, you're right. I just don't know what people are hoping to accomplish by fucking antagonizing people on your own team, right. Mother, motherfucker, they're, 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 they lost two games. You know what that's I mean? It. They, <laughs> all season. Yeah, all season. They're about to be the number one seed. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Fans got to get you. Got to get your mind right. If you don't yeah. think that you you have something to bring to the table, you lift these players up, man. We're going we, to the playoffs. Get their fucking mind right. You got to get your mind right. We were pissed off at Ray Dedinger for trying to create some fucking drama mm-hmm. by saying "tote the ball, chief." Now, that's an analyst. Like, your job is not to fucking at the players. You know what I mean? If you're going to sit there and be like, Ray Diddy shouldn't say that, and by the same time be tapping with your fucking thumbs, being, yo, at Ronald Darby, suck my dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> what, 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 are you, what are you doing biting on those? You know what I mean? Again, I, I, you could, I mean, you, you could, if you're going to do it the right way, you can make a meme, but you're not going to at the player. No. And I feel bad. Like, I've, I've done memes, like, goofing on players. Yeah. No, no, no. But then somebody will tag the player. And I'm like, yo, don't, don't, don't tag the fucking player. That's how you yeah. got blocked by Zach Ertz. That's right. Fucking whoever did that, was just, it's, all, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> because he came back a stronger player. I mean, I Tampax roasted. <laughs> I roasted Nelson Aguilar for Everybody his first did. two years. I roasted that man. I, I, I carved into that dude's soul via Twitter. I mean, to the point where his great-grandfather in Kenya or wherever the heck that guy's from was like, yo, dude, you, you Nigeria. should— Nigeria. Nigeria. Yo, dude, you should, be, you, should be, you should, like, fucking relax or take it easy a little bit. But I never added the dude. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I don't want to pile on with everybody— I'm sorry. I'm getting off on a fucking tangent here about adding the players. But what <laughs> would you guys do if— Say somehow the Vikings lose Sunday. Do you still play? Do your starters the whole game against the Raiders? I think so. I think you. I think Nicky's got to get them reps. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very important. After a poor showing by the defense last week, I think they got to get their mind right, get some reps uh, under the belt. Because after that, you know, you're gonna take a if you're gonna take uh, a break on the Cowboys game, start sitting some players because Peterson is kind of like. Reiterated that he's gonna sit some players. That's a two week gap. That's then. a two yeah. week two week layoff. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that 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 is a lot. And I got and I got not into it, but I had a conversation with Ike Reese via Twitter mm-hmm. about this. And there's evidence that'll show you for it, and evidence that'll show it against it. There have been times where, in meaningless games, 
starters have played, gotten injured, and it's kind of fucked themselves for the playoffs. At the same time, there are tons of examples of guys letting their foot off the gas a little too early. Hey, we're going to rest starters for two weeks, and we got to buy, and they come into the playoffs and shit the bed because they're ice cold. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, you got a backup quarterback in there, and I know Nicky Foles has experience specifically in this system, and he came out and he played a good game against the Giants. I, I, I sort of weigh the options of like, okay, do we risk it or do we – listen, injuries are out of your control. Being prepared for the playoffs is. And I don't think – you want to rest the starters for Dallas? Be my fucking guess. Although, Dallas might be playing for something at that point. Although, Dallas might be playing at something. Mm-hmm. We'll get into the playoff seedings in a little bit. But let's, let's kick it to the phones. Let's kick it to the phones. Let's go to Justin from New Jersey. Justin, you were on with Fourth and John Buddy. How you doing today? Good how, are you, good, how are you guys? Doing fantastic. I just wanted to give a comparison to the New York Giants-Eagles thing. It's like in college football, anytime there's a big rivalry, game, you're going to have the other team that's playing down. It's always going to play up to their competition, Absolutely. which I think happened to the Eagles this this last Sunday. I don't think it's what the, what the team is truly capable of. I honestly think, like one of the guys said, the Vikings lose on Sunday. And I – completely agree with playing against Oakland, but I would not play them against Dallas. I think no. we need to rest them, get ready for a deep playoff run, and let's go Birds. Let's go Birds. I, I love it. You are absolutely 100% correct the on the head. that in divisional games, you know this team. The team knows you. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got a book on Doug Peterson now two years. I mean, look, look at the Patriots. Every year they always have a shootout game with yeah. Miami and the Jets, man. Those, yeah. those are two trash teams, but... It, Division games are different. Yeah. You, got, you got to throw out the record and just play the division. And then you can't discredit Eli Manning. He's a cerebral guy. He's got he's a pretty accurate dude. Two he's got two man. Super Bowl you know rings. Uh, you don't get that. You know he, doing nothing. He'll he'll he can take the little jump change you give him. Mm-hmm. If you leave it there, he'll take he'll he'll, he'll hit a slant all day. Mm-hmm. Hit the dig, hit the double move. Mm-hmm. But if you know, and and today. I'm not sure if you saw this. I'm sure you did on Twitter. Is the anniversary of one miracle at the Meadowlands, Mm -hmm. too. And since then, since 2010, the Philadelphia Eagles have had a 12-4 record against the New York football Giants. He's in! Touchdown! Absolutely. And they've brought their all-time record. The Giants were leading that heavy for a long time. Right now, the all-time record, Eagles versus Giants. The Eagles are only two games behind them to tie... To make it even, Steven. Holy shit. So, you know, there, there, there's something. That's a, that's a division. I mean, yeah. NFL Network rated that, voted that, the number one rivalry in the NFL. They're always going to play each other tough. Let's go to Trevor from Columbus, our good friend. Trevor from Columbus, you're on with 4th and John. How are you feeling today, buddy? Not bad. Can I say one thing? You certainly can. The on license plate guy. Yes. We fucked y'all! <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, love I love it. Now, now after that game, oh. it was kind of like bittersweet because, yeah, they came out with the W. They earned themselves a first-round first bye. But they didn't exactly look all that good doing it. Does this game against the Giants concern you about their chances in the playoffs moving forward? I'm already concerned. This defense, I don't know what it is after this went, went down with the defense. It's getting me kind of scared because playoffs is defense wins championships in my book, and I feel like it always does in everyone else's book. So I'm really worried about this defense, and especially with 
Oakland coming to town with the the cra- the car Crabtree and Cooper Law Firm going at it. And they, they stink. You don't have. We to gotta make some. The, Ra- the, the 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 Raiders are horrible. They're they're, they're you, you, you've got Gene Steratore. Fucking slitting in paper between, <laughs> dude. dude I've never seen anything like that in my life. I posted that video on, on Twitter. If you go, go check it out, that was the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen. But but honestly, I would A have done the same thing. Card. He folded A it. He folded, he folded it. Like yeah. it's you're supposed you... to go straight down, and then they moved the sticks. And he folded wow. the card, and then he just made it touch. But, like, but, but that's the most but, bullshit thing I've ever but, seen. But without that, <sighs> when you initially oh, yeah, saw hold. that. Did you know whether it was the first down or not? Like, it was literally <laughs> a hair from, like, you couldn't judge it. No, you, you could. Judge. You could see it right away. Could you? Yeah. I couldn't. Check the video, man. Yeah. I don't know. You got to keep getting your Dude, eyes checked, man. check the video. <laughs> yeah, I was a little lifted, too. So, I mean, I... Check the video. Yo, E-Rock. Yo, what's up, buddy? All right, I'm going to let you know. Um, I'll be there at the games on, sun- on Monday night. Yes, sir. Holiday Christmas, and I'll... What other places are you trying to hit up for the Eagles road trips you're trying to go? I was wondering that. I've done the loop of Cleveland, Detroit, Pittsburgh, Indy, Cincinnati. You know what? I, I got so, to yeah, I, I take a look at the schedule and when it comes out next year. Um, there'll be no more road traveling for me this year. I know the Green Legion, they, we, we killed it on the pier. So uh, not only DJing, but also setting up basically the entire – you know, Gail and I helped up set that uh, the stage up for the WIP morning show. Like, we were literally, like, <laughs> MacGyvering. The, <laughs> Gail's laughing, but I was sweating bullets. We were MacGyvering that whole operation. I was in, I was in a, a closet underneath the Santa Monica Pier digging through... Uh... Cables. Cables and wires. If we had one less cable, that thing would have been a disaster. Like, we had just enough to make it run. So they, they actually, they were very appreciative, and they asked us to come back uh, next year. Probably the big road trip is going to be New Orleans. I've got, nice. I've got nice. my eye on New Orleans. Yeah, baby. I've never, been, I've, I've never been. Heard it's a good time. I've never been. Heard it's a good time. I'm, I'm willing to check it That's out. That's our plan next year. Before before we get back to the phones, uh, uh, my boy from Columbus, he uh, he mentioned Cop Izzle. <laughs> yes. All right, Cop Izzle. Now now let me let me set this up for people who because we automatically assume you know who this guy is. All right, he's basically like the E Rock uh, YouTuber of the New York Giants. He's this guy from Tennessee. It's a little weird to hear a guy talk about New York Giants football with a Tennessee accent. It's really weird at first. But he's the, like the YouTuber for the New York Giants. And uh, he did a lot of smack talking about, you know, holding the baseball bat and blowing his whistle. He did a lot of smack talking about the New York Giants were now going to have the opportunity to expose the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, this was him. After the game, just take a listen to, to this reaction. I don't know how to start this one, baby. No, I'm fucked. What happens? <laughs> What's he doing? What the flying fuck? <laughs> Crucial situation. I'm reminiscing. Driving the boys down the field. And what happens, baby? No, you got a good shot on me. Oh my god, dude! He was going uh, off. Uh, I would, we had 
had to play priceless. that on the air only because he was talking so much shit mm-hmm. before the game. And I and I hope you were following all of us at Fourth and John and at the Mighty Year. We were posting some videos uh, of of a, a lot of interesting interactions between Giants and Eagles fans there at the stadium. We should thank Cop Pizzle for all the uh, soundbite contributions he's made to he's the board this machine. season. He is man. He is a soundbite machine. Should we send him something for Christmas? I think we should. I think a he deserves dog it. shit. Get him a broom. Like like like. Give him a <laughs> Let, let's keep uh, let's keep going with the phones. We got our friend Pukey on the line. Pukey, did you uh, did you bless MetLife Stadium with a little bit of vomit, my friend? Nah, I did not vomit. I deserve a medal. There, there you go. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, man. How was it, my friend? I know I, I know you were there. How was it? It was good, man. You know what? Late in the game, there when I was screaming at the top of my lungs when the Giants are trying to drive down the field and the Eagles were on defense and the whole stadium was chanting defense. I thought I was at Lincoln Financial Field for a minute. I swear to God, I thought the Eagles were playing at home. Mm-hmm. And, oh, shit, that's how bad. I couldn't believe we took that stadium over that badly. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it was it was literally embarrassing. You saw a license plate guy, you know, tweet out. Because he's a, he's a social media yep. Uh, expert as well. He's tweeting out a video of just Eagles fans doing nothing but surrounding him, singing "Fly Eagles, Fly." Eagles. Yeah, and how annoying it was. Nothing, nothing made me happier than seeing that dude in his home turf with his zero Super Bowl jerseys on, hanging a puss because there's nothing but Eagles fans just antagonizing. Can't stop the Green Walkers. We just show up. <laughs> yeah, it, it is amazing how, how they how they take it over. So, I mean, it wasn't the cleanest game. It wasn't the prettiest game. Does this concern you moving forward into the playoffs? Um, that's another thing I wanted to get into. Look, from what I remember week three, the reason why the Giants came back and the reason why they were in that game, that whole game, even when they fell down 14 points, even in week three, they did a lot of screens. And it seems like even in week three, every play they were running was a slant pass for like five, 10 yards. Mm -hmm. And they did the same thing on Sunday, literally the same exact thing. That was their game plan both times. Of course, they didn't have the talent. And the Eagles were even then the clear-cut better team. So because of that, the Eagles' defense does not concern me moving forward. But if they were to give up, like, do the same thing against the Raiders, who, judging how bad they looked on Sunday night, that would be a huge cause for concern if they were to give up that many yards and points against a team like Oakland. No, absolutely. I mean, they they got to button it up. The, the good news is, is that it's fixable. I, I really didn't think it had much to do with the scheme because the scheme got adjusted. And Jim Schwartz made the adjustment. It has all to do with fundamentals. They're mentally, they, they didn't seem right. It looked, yeah. they did, they, I remember saying this to you during the game, they looked like a team that lost their quarterback. They played like it in the first half. He's in! Touch! But, you know, we, we do have to give them credit for actually coming back. You know, they yeah. were down 20-7. to 7. Yeah. Came back and won the game in someone else's. The defense did their part in the post. second yeah. half, man. Yeah. They really did. Only giving up six points. So, so, so you're, you're talking about really one bad, bad half of football, and and and, that, and, that, and that's where every man up. I was preaching that a couple weeks ago. Every man up. This is every just, fan up now too. Every fan. Up. Ooh, <laughs> every damn. fan up. Bro. I'm gonna put it on a t-shirt and make some money. <laughs> By the way, the uh, full to the bowl t-shirt, Fourth and John shop. Does anybody want to buy my shirt? <laughs> Cut. Cop that shit. <laughs> to the bowl. I was at fucking, uh, we were at Bubba Gump Shrimp. I'm like, falls to the bowl. And I saw a twinkle in your eye. You're like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah listen, man. Hmm. I've got to, I've, that's marketing 101, man. I've got to, I've got to. Why you were crying in a bucket of shrimp? <laughs> <laughs> 
the one twinkle in his eye was a pulse of the bow. Hmm. Oh, I'm going to make that a shirt. That's Thank a good you. meme right there, at least. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. So check out the 4th and John shop. I mean, we got that, that stuff up there. But, but the every man up or every fan up mentality, like, look, there's so, there, there have been times this season where the offense have struggled and the defense has been there to keep them in the game and kind of bail them out. Mm-hmm. There have been times where the defense is playing like shit, but Carson Wentz is lights out and he's just racking up the score, so he's bailing the defense out. Let's give a little applaud to the fucking special teams. Yeah. He's blocking a field goal, blocking an extra Big point, hip. and blocking a punt. Speaking of the blocked field goal, uh, can we just discuss the fact that Derek Barnett is making an impact play every single week for the past how many weeks now? Yes, sir. He has been showing up big time. And uh, as a guy that was a little bit, uh, should I say, uneasy when we first drafted him, (laughs) I I, I wasn't wasn't the sexiest pick. As the guy you're talking to, uh, uh, three guys right here that were a little uneasy. I I didn't know how I felt about it, but i got to be honest with you, I'm – couldn't be more pleased. With talk some of you guys off the ledge, man. He's, he's a, a sound a player, player man. man. Productive he's, since his freshman year. Derek been the motherfucking edge on it. Shout mm-hmm. out to John Barchard who, who who called it like early on, being like, I don't know why any Eagles fan would be upset. He called it at the draft. He had to, like we took video. He had to talk me off the ledge where he was like, you should not be upset with this pick whatsoever. This is a phenomenal pick, and this guy is going to have an immediate impact, and he certainly, and he certainly has. has. Let's not forget also as we as we kind of digest this win slash sloppy game against the New York Giants that it wasn't that long ago, but it feels like light years ago. In week three, where the Eagles just eked one out against the Giants on a miraculous 61-yard longest field goal. Yeah, longest field goal in Eagles history. And we all went, you know, social media nuts taking videos. I was running that out of that stadium screaming like a little girl. X-Fan, he was fucking lit. Yeah, so listen, we were happy when we eked one out against the Giants then. We eked one out against the Giants now. But now has bigger implications because we got that first round by. Let's keep going with the phones. Let's go to uh, Deacon Moss. Okay. Deacon, <laughs> Deacon Moss, you are, you are on with 4th and John. How are you, sir? How y'all doing, guys? Doing great. How'd you feel about that win? I kind of feel happy and not happy. I feel happy that we won, but I don't feel happy about our defense. Why is that? Because we allowed them to, like, we allowed them to have a close game against us. Well, I mean, I mean, it's a division opponent, so I mean, you know, they 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 play us close pretty much every year. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I do agree. But this is, but our defense has to get better. And 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 how and and give me a suggestion. How should they get better? I think they should get better by like you know like. Being smart, like not what? fight for the pump fakes and just not fight for the pump fakes. Just pressure the quarterback just like they've been doing like pretty much all year long. It's like get in their faces and force them to make bad decisions. Get Whoa, Nelly! Okay. All right. I like it. Um, what do you think is going to happen against the Raiders? I think our defense is going to be um, getting their swagger back, you know, like shutting down, like, the passing game and running game, and we're going to see our defense at full motor along with our offense that's been playing great. And um, we're all behind Nick Foles, and I think we're going to be great down the stretch. Sounds good. We Bulls have... to the bowl, baby. Bulls to the bowl. We appreciate it, John. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's go to Scott in Tampa Bay. Scott, you're on with 4th and John. How you doing, buddy? Gentlemen, how you doing? 
Living the dream. I'm mean, how you guys doing, all right? How you feeling after that uh that uh you know, we edged out that W. How do you feel? I mean, are you are you concerned about uh this team? Are you kidding? Do you know how much that game cost me? I had to take the whole family to Applebee's afterwards. I was so pissed off from that. Buy another one, you rich motherfucker. <laughs> Explain yourself. Yeah, like, yeah, wait, 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 wait. You... They, they won, so you, you lost the bet? No, I didn't lose the bet. I was screaming at the TV in the first half, and my wife had to take the kids and like get the hell out of the house because she knew what was coming. So by the time they come back and we win, I had to like make it up to them, take them to Applebee's, you know, <laughs> show them okay. not to do demonic monster that i acted like in the first half all right so a little uh, so little that, spinach that, dip kind of smooth things over is what you're telling me a little, little smothered steak took care of a lot of things but <laughs> i mean let me ask you okay first of all you're talking about road trips you got to consider tampa i'm a displaced eagles fan i've been here 20 years okay now. talk to me have buddy. you been down here for a game uh, you know what? Tampa Bay is is just based on weather alone has been on my list, and that is a road game next year, correct? Yes, but but if it's September or October, skip it. You don't want to be here, not especially not in September. Why is that? It's so damn hot. You, oh my god, it's it's like it's brutal. It's hell. You don't want to be hurricanes too, unless it's like a night game. If it's a night game, that's different. But yeah. if it's November or December, this is where you want to be. And if you guys would have a great time down here. Well, I'm we, not just talking about the game. Well, we, we will certainly put it on the list. You talk about a hurricane, Gale. No matter where the Eagles go, there's going to be a hurricane Ooh. of green going to every single green game. I, 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 I fucking love it. I I, 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 now I got the itch. Like I, I've been so used to just sitting at Lincoln Financial Field in the comfy confines there. And now let them, like... You know, reaching out to these other stadiums, man. I got, I got the travel itch, man. I got the travel <laughs> bug. I got to get in Green Legion's ear again and be like, dude, when's the next one? When's the next one? When's the next <laughs> one? Speaking of which, do me a favor, Mike, uh, w- w- before you punch up the next caller. Uh, I was assuming because it was a Christmas game that a lot of people wouldn't be attending the tailgate uh, Christmas <laughs> night. Dude, there is, uh, checking the timeline, there is a lot of people to my surprise, showing up to this tailgate. So just try to get, like, a brief, like, who's coming and who's not. I'll be, we'll read it off on the air because this, uh, this might be a fucking big one. Mm-hmm. Like an unexpected, usually, like, the big ones start, like, first home game of the year. It's warm out. Warm out. Yeah. You know, everyone's juiced up for the birds. And then you get some bigger crowds. You know, in the fall, it starts to get a little nippy in the air. The mornings are a little chip. It, uh Chilly, but by the winter time, people are usually like, "All right, you know, enough's enough," and they don't hoard out to the tailgates like they used to. Apparently, I mean, just judging by the timeline alone, holy shit! Because you know what, you know what, it might be a lot of people traveling home. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this game has a lot of implications. You know what I mean? If it, yeah. the Cowboys game could be pretty whack if we sit players, so people are going to come out for this game. I love it. I love it. Yeah, just try to get a uh, try to get a head count there. Let's go to Mike from Hazleton. Mike, you are on next. With fourth and John after a big win against the New York Giants. How are you today, sir? I'm doing all right. I mean, the entire game I was putting up the Christmas tree. I would turn around, something good would happen. I turned back around, something bad would happen. I'd have to go back to the tree. Yes, you, know? you did! Wait, wait a minute. You were setting up the Christmas tree during the game? Well... I had to get done. I had the game on the background. I was looking. <laughs> but holy shit, man! They're, they're, they're still six days away, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, a, it's six days away. You're a little late to the party. B, there's got to be a better time to do it than watching than watching the Eagles game. 
I would, I would, I would have just like uprooted one of the bushes outside, planted it in my in my living room, been like, here, yeah, bitch, we're done. Here, here we're you done. Go. <laughs> Did your wife make you do that? I'll put that on, uh, no, I'll, I'll put that on the list. Just... <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, um, how you feeling about the game, man? Oh my gosh, it's it's hard for me to be really mad about how the defense performed. I'm not happy with how they performed, but at the same time, in the last two weeks, you've seen when it comes down to really, really crucial moments, somehow they just pull it off. You know, I like you thought last week with the strip sack on golf, you know. Mm-hmm. And this week you had uh, the last drive the Giants had. And, yes, the fans really helped that. Um, but still, the defense coming up big at the end certainly qualms a little bit of my fears there. Nick Foles played amazing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, going and, in, going into the game, I, my big, my biggest concern would have been Nick Foles. Like I would have been, if you were to tell me after the game that like, listen, Nick Foles is going to throw four touchdowns. The problem is going to be a d- defense. I would have been like, really? Or what, what is? What it? the fuck? <laughs> I would have had that. I would have had that same exact reaction. Phone lines went down a little bit. All right, all right. We'll, we'll I mean, get back I, to I think Nick Foles. You know, what I think we haven't given Nick Foles enough love. On the show today, I think I, mean, I think we just assumed disaster scenario. I mean, for him to, to come in and, and play poised, there's a couple of throws that he made uh, with a, a, a defensive lineman in his face mm-hmm. hitting Ertz on a, a, a crossing route, uh, whether it be the throw. Knowing he was going to take a shot, he, he's seeing the blitz. Like he's you know he's he's calling the protections. He's seeing the blitz coming. He knows where he's going with the ball uh, pre, with this pre snap reads. Um, so, I mean, Nick Foles, he hasn't played a game. He hasn't started in a long time. Mm-hmm. For him not to turn the ball over, for him to play fair, fairly sound, um, that's, that's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, let's take a minute to kind of look at the playoff picture as it stands right now. Eagles have uh, the first overall seed that'll, that'll be locked in mm-hmm. if they win. Uh, against the Oakland Raiders on Christmas. Number two is the Vikings, so the Eagles and the Vikings get a bye. Number three, the third seed would be the Rams. Fourth seed would be the Saints. Fifth seed would be the Panthers. And sixth seed would be the Falcons. The Rams would play in the in the wild card round. The Rams would play the Falcons. Saints would host the Panthers. Now it's interesting because you take a look down and you see that Falcons. They're eight and six, correct? Uh-huh. Correct. Yes. Correct. Correct. You take a look at the seven, eight, nine seed. Seven seed is the Lions. Kind of surprising that the Lions would be sitting there on the outside looking in, but that doesn't strike me as a team that would strike fear into anybody. First one and done team that would be very there. beatable. Very beatable. Eighth seed is the uh, the Seahawks, also at eight and six. That's the team that I do not want to see in the playoffs. Now that Aaron Rodgers is on injured reserve out there in Green Bay, there's no chance of them making the playoffs. That's all well and good. The the Seahawks are the ones that simply just have our number. And, and the Seahawks and the Cowboys play each other this week, so they can both, mm. you know, cancel each other out. Isn't Zeke back this week? Zeke is back. And then you look uh, at the nine. <laughs> And I and I had to I had to put on my my glasses. Not that I have them, I need them. <laughs> but I had to take a double and triple look on it. At nine, them, at eight and six, the fucking Dallas Cowboys. When did they creep up to eight and six? It, it's been so long since I've dismissed the Cowboys. It's just being done. Get that cheesy ass win against the Raiders. I got that cheesy ass no card win against the Raiders. <laughs> Bullshit. And then uh, fucking if Derek Carr just holds onto the ball and doesn't fumble the ball at the end zone. We're not having this, this discussion right now. 
they had that game on a platter, man. Heaven, heaven forbid they lose, the Eagles lose against the Raiders. Knock it off. But wouldn't it be sort of an interesting scenario? I'm just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. An interesting scenario. Last game of the year, <laughs> the Eagles win, and they lock up the number one overall seed. I know and then Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. gets knocked out of the playoffs. You want to talk about a meaningful game? Oh, listen, Eagles, lock it up. Knock it off. Lock it up Cut against, this conversation against, short. against the Raiders. We but I am it. just saying, nothing would make me happier than knocking the Dallas Cowboys out of the playoffs and crushing their hopes and dreams for any comeback with Zeke the last game at Lincoln Financial Field. That would be the old cherry on the top of the regular season against the Dallas Cowboys. We'll do that again. <laughs> Listen, and they and honestly, they might be able to do it with the backups. Just saying. Oh, just saying. Hey, you want you want to get Sudfeld? Y'all wanna, Sudfeld you all want to get Sudfeld? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, baby. All right, so we're going to introduce a uh, a little bit of a new segment, a little bit of an old and a new segment with our boy Evan Bubblegum here, because what he's going to do right now is take you around the league, and he's going to basically present some some uh, storylines to us, and we're going to give our opinions on it. So we're going we're gonna to go around the league with Mr. Evan Bubblegum here. Go ahead. Yes, yes. Uh, around the league where we talk about things other than the Eagles. Uh, yes. The first thing I wanted to bring up is uh, Kaepernick is looking like he's trying to make a return to football in a non-traditional way. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, P. Diddy, and Steph Curry are considering joining together to try and buy the Carolina Panthers. The North Carolina Panthers? Yes. Do you think think Colin Kaepernick makes a push to try and be the first owner back on the field? Well, well, let, let 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 me say this. You have to approve. Like, the rest of the owners have to approve a purchase of a team. Uh, when 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 Khan was was buying the Jacksonville Jaguars, the other owners had to get together and approve that. Um, being as Kaepernick is kind of it's obvious at a this point, bald. a little blackballed, a little bit against even playing in the league to have him as part of an ownership group with P Diddy. Uh, you're gonna have a tough tough time. You might have the ends to do it. You might have the bills and and, and the paper. The Scarol, the old Scarol <laughs> to make it happen, but can you convince the rest of the yeah. owners that, yo, this is going to go down? I mean, Diddy's approach was on, on uh, via social media. Mm-hmm. He talked, his first, his first thing he talked about was bringing in Kaepernick and having the best halftime show and bringing Kaepernick to challenge Cam Newton. You know, Diddy, it, it, really? If you're a Panthers fan, you don't want that. And I'm not talking about Kaepernick. I'm talking about P. Diddy. You don't want fucking P. Diddy. You, <laughs> this guy's a mogul. He's about making paper. Yeah. He's about selling a product. Look at all the people that he's that, that he's signed to his labels and pushed and then dropped. That guy's about dollars. He knows nothing about sports. He ruined 112. You know how the fuck do you ruin how do you one? fucking ruin one twelve? <laughs> anyway, Pete, Pete, the, the, the people who gave us peaches and cream, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You fucking ruin that. Fuck? Come on, if hey, you don't it, want your dance, if you don't want your owner dancing all up in the, the videos. videos, but I would pay some money for fucking have Diddy have Cam Newton uh, walk all the way to Brooklyn and get some cheesecake. I would pay, <laughs> I would pay some fucking money to see that. In an alternate universe, P Diddy owns the Panthers. 
and Suge owns take that, the take fucking that. Raiders. Take and then there's this whole East, then there's a real fucking East Coast West Coast war, and they <laughs> end up in the same division. That would be phenomenal. What's up next? Yeah. Uh, what's up next is uh, we got to talk. We got to talk about something we've been disregarding for the whole season. Granted, okay. they're in the AFC. Jacksonville has won by 20-plus in six games this year. The defense has been the key to all these blowouts. Are the Jags a legit, non-talked-about team in the AFC? That they're they're legit. Lethal. Their defense is ridiculous. Jacksonville. I mean, they're yeah. great uh, bookend corners. Um, they're playing the bookend ends as well. Um, but the other thing that a lot of people aren't talking about is the return of D.D. Westbrook, who's a speedy guy on the outside, and their other rookie, Cole, who's been phenomenal the last two weeks. Blake Bortles. So they have two weapons on the outside, uh, but Marquise Lee just went down. So, but um, And that rookie running back that they got is absolutely Oh, Leonard Fournette. Of, yeah. That people were fucking discrediting. This, when you take a look at playoff Fournette teams, is awesome. when you t- take a look at teams that are built for the postseason, you talk about teams that play on defense – and have a solid running game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that spells out Jacksonville right then and there. Everyone's batting around New England, Pittsburgh, New England, Pittsburgh. Don't be surprised if New England and Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh gets knocked off by one of the, by this Jacksonville Jaguars team, and you see those Jags in the AFC Championship. And I got game. the sassiest cornerback in the NFL, and Jalen Ramsey. Oh, take your else, head, man. Ramsey. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he's like, Talk he, about swagger. Man. He's fucking he's Rudy Huxtable up in there. Getting, <laughs> They, they are very talented, very underrated, and they will make some noise in the playoffs. What you got next, Ed? Uh So Aaron Rodgers, we talked about a little bit. Um, he comes back and throws for three picks. Green Bay getting bounced on the playoff chase. Uh, who do you think ends up in the final NFC playoff picture? Uh, I think one through five is safe. The Eagles, Vikings, Rams, Saints, and Panthers. It's that sixth one, Falcons. Where I'm sorry, all... the Falcons were, are 9 and 5. Sorry, I nine didn't five. Check. Uh, Yeah, uh, they okay. are 9 and 5. All right. all right, I didn't have it written down. Yeah, yet. I had to check on but that. But even at 9 and 5, you've got three teams just chomping at the bit. Like, there's going to be a lot that happens over the next two weeks and a lot of divisional opponents. I mean, you take a look at the Panthers, they're at Tampa Bay or versus Tampa Bay and then at Atlanta. So the Panthers got to deal with that tough end of the end of the season. The Falcons got the roughest road out of any of them. The last the, the last two games for the Falcons are at New Orleans and then at home against the Panthers. Yeah. I mean, Yeesh. Look, <laughs> Yeesh. I mean, look at the Falcons. They got the Rams, and then they got New Orleans, and then Carolina. No, no, no. They'd be playing the Rams in the playoffs uh, if it were to end today. Well, I'm just saying, upcoming games. Look, it's a tough road for the Falcons. It's a tough road for the Falcons, and you've got the you know the Lions waiting wait, uh, waiting. You know, laying in wait. Yes. There it is. There it is, Rock. Laying in oh, yeah, wait. Yeah. <laughs> and then again, I, I just I don't want to see the Seahawks in the playoffs. Yeah. And you know what? If if the if this was a playoff picture right now, the Eagles would be facing the Rams or the Falcons for the divisional playoff game. That would not be easy. That would not be easy, but you're talking about a dome team and a warm weather team. You're talking about them going through Philadelphia. Yeah, you're talking about them going through Philadelphia. And exactly. we're talking about the playoffs, so you're going to have to play a good team no matter what. Playoffs? Playoffs? We're talking about playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, else, what else you got, bud? Next, uh, I'm not sure if you guys saw the video or not of Cam Newton and uh, Clay Matthews exchange. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So, well, what are your thoughts on that? So just to pretty much set it up, uh, Cam Newton, um, Clay Matthews was reading what uh, he thought Cam Newton was going to do, and he yells out, it's that wheel route, it's that wheel route and then it turns out it wasn't that wheel route it was that slant route and he catches uh christian mccaffrey in the end zone but there was a nice little exchange that happened before the play and he pretty much just called and you know what as soon as he said that freaking uh cam Newton, if I, you look at me closely he was smirking right before he snapped the ball i thought that he was hilarious yeah he knew he had a beat 
I think if the NFL wants to capitalize on the uh, extra mics, that'd be very dope during the game. Like, yo, you got a big-ass head, Cam Newton. Yeah. You know, like players jabbing back and forth. That'd be funny as hell. There'd be somebody just sitting on the dump button, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, wasn't it last night when you heard Matt Ryan screaming at you? Would you get fucking set or something, something, yeah. like, something like that? <laughs> like you, you picked that up. Somebody wasn't doing their job. Somebody wasn't on the audio dump button. Right? Did you I, guys? Did you see the uh, the Cowboys game and the Raiders game where uh, Marshall Lynch f- fell underneath the pile and his helmet fell off? Oh, and one one cowboy is like teabagging him. <laughs> really? <laughs> go wa- go watch that video. Marshall Lynch is like, oh, oh, and he's got the teabag on his head. There's <laughs> also a picture I saw on Twitter that this guy that was like one of the locker room guys sitting on the sideline. Marshall Lynch was sitting down, and this guy, um, he had high his jacket a thing of Skittles and showed Marshall Lynch. Did you guys see that at all no, on Twitter? I missed that one. Marshawn Lynch quickly glanced at it and grabbed it. He's the gift, he he's the gift that keeps on giving, Marshawn Just, Lynch. Justin held up on the whiteboard that the on-field mics have no delay. And that's true. They don't have any delay. But I was talking to Mark Farzetta, who does a lot with Sunday Night Football. And they do have the ability to kind of try to – because there, there is a tape delay. So what they'll try to do is cut the audio. So if you ever listen to a game and then all of a sudden, like, the audio, the on-field audio just cuts out, somebody was cursing their head off. But, Gail, I agree with you. You want to make the game a little bit more fun? There's a lot of shit that we're missing on that field that is absolutely hysterical. Those mic'd up segments that uh, the Eagles put out, a lot of teams put out after every week. my favorite thing, man. some of my favorite things every single week. It's just hearing the interaction in between the players. And there's there's a lot of the, and that's edited. That's yeah. all edited oh, down. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that the team doesn't release or they don't want you seeing exactly. or NFL Films just puts on the cutting floor. <laughs> to have that happen, oh, man, that would be must-tune it. First of all, the Skycam is totally revolutionizing the way that I watched it. Like, 100%. like I don't play Madden, but I can see how people that play Madden, they're like, this is the best thing ever because it's, it's literally how we're seeing Yeah, it, 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 it's... You can see what they're not, seeing, though, too. Having Defensive. not played Madden, seeing this is like... Blowing my friggin' mind. You should be playing Madden right now because your Eagles are twelve and two and they're one of the best teams on the game. Reality. Yeah, I can't play video games. Right? <laughs> I'm, I'm not a video game guy. Yeah, but if you did, the, if you did more Skycam and you had more microphones on the field, you want to start, you know, boosting up those ratings. Bing, there you go. Yeah. You don't need P Diddy. You just need more mics. <laughs> you just need more mics. You got anything else for? Yeah, I got one more left for you. All right, so uh, let's talk about something that might be the end of an era here. Has Eli Manning played his last game as a Giant against the Eagles? And if so, where does he end up next season? Uh, to be honest, I think he comes back and he'll be a backup. I think the Giants are going to gain their quarterback in the draft this season. You, you think he accepts a backup role? Ooh, I don't think not, but he might. I think he might save the Giants, in my opinion. I no, Trox. Why not in your head? No, man. If he stays with the Giants, he's going to be... He'll be the starter, and the the rookie will. Well, I mean, the, the whole thing is. They, I heard from uh, you know there was a rumor out there that they they love Davis Webb, yeah. And they're trying not to let on how much they love Davis Webb to the rest of the league. Maybe they they maybe they trade man because uh, you get that value for him. Because mm-hmm. if they know that uh, if the league knows that the Giants love Davis Webb, that lowers the value of Eli Manning on the trade block. Yeah. So the. Uh the New York Giants have to take advantage of an opportunity that this is the worst season that they've had that I can remember. We had to work very hard to get up to the top two in order to pick Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. We had to give away some picks. Um, the Giants are there 
They all fell on and their stubbed own. their dick and ended up there. Yeah, they slipped on the dick and they just ended up there all on their own. Eli Manning, I'm confident, will come back as a New York Giant when the new coach and the new GM come in. They'll draft their quarterback of the future. Eli Manning will start. It's kind of the same thing. As a thing bridge season? As a bridge season. It's kind of the same thing as what Sam Bradford was to Carson Wentz. The problem was Carson Wentz was so developed, so further along. And Teddy Bridgewater. And Teddy Bridgewater that the opportunity presents itself. Now, if the Denver Broncos call up. Who, what about, what about uh, Jacksonville? Coughlin's there, too. Yeah, if, if another team who is on the cusp, who is on the verge, who is one quarterback away, I still think the Denver Broncos are a good team. I mean, mm-hmm. if you gave Eli Manning Leonard Fournette as a running back to, to lean yeah. on, yeah. he's had no running game for, for, ye- for years. <laughs> Give him Fournette and a, a solid defense. Yeah. Well, could you imagine if you're the New York Giants, right, you have a top one or two, three pick, right? And then uh, somebody offers you, Jacksonville offers you a first-round pick for Eli Manning. Now you got Thank you. Yeah, you, now you got two first-round picks. Now, Giants are setting themselves up nice. I could see him coming back. Either way, they're going to draft a quarterback of the future, mm-hmm. whether Eli Manning's there or not. But it's going to take a pretty hefty price. Or you could trade down that two and get an extra couple picks, too. It, it, you it, need to. It's amazing when you suck and you have a good GM, like the things you can make happen. Don't be surprised if the Giants bounce back quicker than we all expect. And, and they missed hard on uh, they missed the old Eli Apple's having a hard time up there in New York. Eric Flowers is having a hard time up there in New York. So they got a hit on this uh, draft pick this season. So Awesome job, Evan. We appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thanks so much, man. We're going to go to our next favorite segment of the show, and that's Mike with the Twitter questions. I saw some interesting ones, especially from one Big Shirley. Uh, <laughs> I will not that will not, that will not make the show, you, you ass. But, Six, uh, 69 yards. That's how you get banned way. from Twitter, guy. <laughs> But go ahead. Hit us with the Twitter questions. Before. All right. First question is from our good friend, Brother Frank. He says, what do you think could help the defensive side of HFA? What do you think could help the defensive side right HFA. now? Yeah, what is HFA? To be honest, I asked him that, and he didn't even reply to me. So I'm going to just tell you guys, what do you think could help the defense in general? He- hella fucking annoying? I, yeah. I, I have no idea. The defense, I asked the defense him was hella fucking annoying. Okay. But what do you think could help the defense? Uh, just just getting back to fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Spend the time that you're resting your starters and just drill it into their heads. The fundamentals. Not biting, tackling, wrapping up. Again, I don't think it's a schematic problem with this team. It's a discipline problem. I think it's a discipline problem. And, and the thing is, when you gain that confidence and you're kind of feeling yourself, you start to take more risks. You start to go out there. Guys are getting paid, too. Journey get just yeah, got paid. You just paid. You're kind of smelling yourself. You're kind of feeling yourself. You start to rely on athletic ability and instincts instead of working or, or working within the fundamentals of the defense and the fundamentals of the game. Just get back to that. That's all you got. It. We saw that early in the season. That's all you got, though. I'd like to see the hunger. Um, you, like back in the early season, you look at the defensive line, the front seven. It's like they were hunting. They mm-hmm. were like, they had like gang tackling. They had like five dudes on Cam Newton. I mean, they were like, yeah. you know, what I, I want, I want to see that that fire in them. Um, Bo, uh, Brian Baldinger had a good tweet out there showing uh, the defensive line, and, and the ball was snapped almost halfway to Eli Manning. And nobody on the front four moved. Mm. I mean, usually they're firing off the ball. You look at Barnett, who's been firing off the ball. I mean, you want to see that fire in, the, in their guts. So, and that's again going back. That's not a schematic thing. Mm-hmm. It's just a fundamental thing. Mm-hmm. Jim Schwartz, if anybody can 
fucking Buddy Ryan these guys in their in their face, dress them down, and get them refocused in time for the playoffs. And that's exactly what I think needs to happen. I think Jim Schwartz just needs to go into that locker room and light a fire under each one of their asses. Like that's the only thing that's going to get them to snap out of it. Yeah. Like like we said, it's a fundamental thing. It's a mental thing that's going on right now. So Jim Schwartz needs to do his job and go in there and fucking light these guys up. You want me to break up. the ice on Sidney Jones? Because I'll do it. I swear to Jesus. I'll G- fucking do it. C22, I will chip that motherfucker out of the ice. I swear to God, I will dethaw that man and put him out on the field. So help me, Jesus. And sprinkle me some Sidney Jones. Speaking of Sidney Jones, got a question from at Luke Ryan 70. He says, if healthy, where do you see Jones playing in the playoffs? Do you move Mills inside? Nah, I, I wouldn't. Sidney Jones, if anything, will be in a reserve role. Yeah, Worst give, case scenario, you put him out there. Yeah, give him some snaps. Give him some snaps. You know, if these guys are a little tired, and give him some snaps. If uh, if the Dallas game means nothing, do you throw him in there? Uh, that wouldn't be a bad idea. If he can, if, 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 if if he can give it a go. If he if he once again, there's a difference between able to go and ready to go. If he's ready, if you're convinced he's ready to go, fucking yeah, throw him in there. That's Brian. Hey, yeah. welcome to the NFL, kid. Yeah. Good luck. All right, we got a question from FLA Birds. He says, do you think the Birds will fix their defensive issues before the playoffs? Yes. Are sure as uh, hell If the, not, there's a problem. Yeah, but before the playoffs, um, maybe. they got to work through, through some things. I think that first-round bye is going to come in handy, mm-hmm. not so much from a health standpoint, but from a mental health standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, they're as banged up as they are right now. And there's nobody waiting to come back with the uh, exception of uh, Robinson, who's going through concussion protocol. Like, everybody who's there, Wisniewski, I think, is a little banged up, right? Yeah, but he might play this week, though. Yeah, yeah. So there's no, there's nobody like an Aaron Rodgers situation where we're waiting for them to come back at a certain date and time. So it's not a health issue. It's more of a mental health issue. They need to wrap their heads around what they got in front of them in the playoffs because it is a whole separate ball game once you get to that level. Mm-hmm. All right, I got another question from Ad. Daddy Willard, he says, what makes you confident about these birds and what makes you the most nervous? Uh, what makes me confident about the birds is they're, you know, as a team, they're a, a solid, well-rounded team. And they're always behind each other. I mean, that's the thing that you love. Uh, what makes me nervous is probably um, the guy smelling themselves too much and not realizing that the, the possibilities that we have, this, is, this doesn't come around too often. Time to time to focus. Time to focus. What makes what makes me confident in this team is name me another team in the NFL that has battled through injuries and diversity of that nature, yet is still in the position that they are in. You can point to the Minnesota Vikings playing with a backup quarterback. That's just a backup quarterback. They haven't had the injuries to their offensive line and their running backs and their special teams players and their fucking kicker and all that. They haven't dealt with that cumulative amass of amount of injuries that they've had to overcome. It's been a next-man-up mentality. Now it's an every-man-up mentality. That gives me confidence in this team. Also, the thing that gives me confidence in the team is you guys. If they earn a first-round bye and home field advantage throughout, you're going to have a tough time convincing me that the Eagles fans, as well as they travel, they're going to be a fucking home, full throat, throffing at the mouth. Yes. That is a The Lincoln Financial Field has a home field advantage now. When you take a look at those other playoff teams, up and down, you talk about warm weather team, dome team. I don't give a shit if Minnesota is in, the fu- is in three foot worth of snow right now. They're playing indoors on the fucking turf. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta take these people, put them in cold, hard ass, 
Lincoln Financial Field with a bunch of rabid goddamn Eagles fans, that's what gives me confidence. The fact that this team can bounce back from adversity and the fucking fans that are going to be backing them. And we don't need no piped-in sound either. Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I I think the number one thing that, and I never thought I would have said this at the beginning of the year, but the thing that gives me the most confidence about this team is Doug Peterson. Doug, wait, 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 time out. Whoa. What? Doug Peterson. What? what? Doug Peterson, man. <laughs> okay. I, I, I think he shows up with a, with a game plan that it, that is suitable for this offense to get the job done every single week. Man. Has a great record at home. Has a great record at home. Has a great record, period. And Nick Foles, as, uh, since 2013, Nick Foles has a 15-4 record as an Eagle starter. Did you did you happen to see? Uh, in the big, oh, you guys were there. But uh, they were comparing... Uh, <laughs> They're comparing Foles' stat, uh, first 24 games to Carson Wentz's first 24 games. They're Almost better. Identical. They're better. They're better. Yeah. Be- or better. Really? He, he has, yeah. yeah. And, really? And Nick yeah. Foles Pretty has, much in every category. Nick really? Foles yeah. has the highest. Get the fuck out of here. Swear yeah. to God. All right, I'll find Nick, the Nick, Nick Foles on. has the highest passing rating as the Eagles quarterback at a 94.1. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, over over uh, Carson Wentz, over McNabb, over Vic. Really? Yeah. That's sex, man. Nikki sex. Listen, hey, folds to the bowl, buy the t-shirt, to fourth, the and fourth and fourth and John Always peddling those shirts, baby. <laughs> you want to buy my t-shirt? Does anybody want to buy my shirt? Listen, that that's another thing that brings me confidence going into the postseason is the fact that, you know, we, we don't need to, like, Keenum this thing where a quarterback comes out of nowhere and all of a sudden Case Keenum ends up looking like the next fucking Kurt Warner. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We have a proven guy. Now, granted, he's not Carson Wentz, understandably. Uh, He's not going to put up the same numbers. He's not going to be able to extend the play. Uh, He's he's not going to be able to to, to basically shake guys like Carson Wentz can. Although he did with the the window. A little bit. Only undefeated team at home. They're 12-2 under Doug at home. Justin just put up on the whiteboard. Undefeated in the the division as well. Undefeated in the division. Undefeated at home, and you're going to have teams traveling to the Lincoln Financial Field in the playoffs. Again, we are one game away from being two home games away from the Super Bowl. <laughs> Wrap your head around that one. For all, for all the people that are like, the sky is falling and, and fucking just freaking out, we are one game away at home, Lincoln Financial Field, Christmas against a bad Raiders team that has nothing to play for, we're that game away from having two home games at Lincoln Financial Field in the playoffs three, three on games. the road. Huh? Three games. Three well, it, On the road to the Super yeah, Bowl. That third game will be in the Super Bowl. Where we might play Jacksonville. <laughs> hey! 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 Listen, listen. It, it, it could be the 08 Phillies Hot all take. over again. I mean, listen, they, they, they played the, the, the Rays. Yeah, the Rays. Yep. You know what I mean? They're supposed to go up against the Yankees. I know exactly what you're Exactly. Yeah. You, you, you might luck out, make the Super Bowl, and then all of a sudden the most unlikely player in the AFC makes a Super Bowl and you just fucking 08 Phillies him. Ooh. Oh, boy. You feel that little tingle in your balls? I did that. <laughs> I did that right now. All right, got another question from our good friend B. Walker NFL. He says... What? <laughs> what? Got weird in here. All right, a good friend, B. Walker, NFL from 4th of John says, Torrey Smith staying in Philly next year no. regardless if Eagles no. win. No, no. I agree, he's not. Out. Matt Collins, baby. Talk to you later. Listen, I, I was one of the biggest, like, uh, Torrey Smith is going to come in here and be a deep threat. I, I thought he was going to have at least 800 yards, and then it's it's just, I was wrong. Yeah. It's been it's been completely disappointing yeah. uh, with him. 
Uh, not only is, is, is the speed game yeah. isn't there. I'm not I mean, seeing I mean, it. The speed seeing... element, it's it's, the, it's opened up the field, but he's got to make plays on a lot of these. these yeah, he's, dro- he's dropping. He's got the agulitis. It's, it's, start, it's starting know? to become pretty obvious. I mean, he's why, had, why yeah, the 49ers he had drops were, these, uh, last season. That mm-hmm. was his biggest issue was drops last mm-hmm. season. Yeah. All right, we got another question from Flint Rock 97 He says, when the Birds beat the Raiders, is Dougie coach of the year? I think he's coach of the year at this point. I think he's coach of the year regardless. Yeah. He's got the best record in football. You got to give it to. Uh, Who would have thought of saying that beginning of the season, Coach dude, of the Year? <laughs> dude, if, if, if you back in like 1999 at Veteran Stadium pointed down from the 700 level and you said, "Do you see that number 14? You see that guy down there? The guy that sucks. The guy, <laughs> the guy that's the reason we're three and 13. The guy that's just holding the place for Donovan McNabb until he gets his, you know, not so wet behind the ears. You see that guy down there? You see him?" Put him in a fucking bedroom. That that goofy looking prick down there. You see him? He's gonna be coach of the year and lead the Eagles to the best record in football someday. I would have fucking laughed in your face. Stay off the, the weed. weed. Absolutely. But uh, listen, he's earned it. I mean, you could look at McVay in LA. But uh, no, it's Doug. I, I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain on other head coaches. No, it's Doug. it's got to be Doug P. Uh, it's funny. I was I was looking in my office the other day. I found I had an Eagles hat. Didn't realize who that hat was from. It was a signed hat. Uh, had Michael Vick and it had uh, Vince Young on there. Guess who their QB coach Dream was? Team. Dougie P. Dougie P. Dougie P. I got D- Dougie P. Sweated in hat. Oh, so so it's one that he His wore. Hat that he wore. Yeah. So you got authentic. Yeah. Dougie P. Sweat signed by Michael Vick and Vince Young. I bet there's a lot of ladies around the Philadelphia Eagles, <laughs> around the Philadelphia area, with some Dougie P. Sweated upon material. Crusher Peterson. Crusher baby. Peterson. And we have a T-shirt. Go buy right, my T-shirt. Uh, let's regroup. Let's regroup. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 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 next T-shirt. By the way, somebody put it out there. Um, I, I got to make a, a Howie Roseman one, and it's gonna be like, "This is how we do it," and it's gonna have Howie Roseman's like face with the with the um, <laughs> deal with the shades on nice. and the backwards hat. Nobody steal that fucking idea, please. I regret <laughs> even saying it out there. Somebody's gonna jack the yeah. idea. And, and Every fan up too. Every fan up. Every fan up. It's a fucking great one. All right, we got another question it's from. Fucking uh, great one. <laughs> <laughs> fucking genius. We got another question from our good friend Mac Tax M L Five. He says, "Should we expect any special guests at the Fourth of John Divisional Round Tailgate? Do you have any special guests lined up in your uh, mind?" E? Uh, let's get there first. Trox is pointing out. Yeah, so the, the regular tr- gang is going to be there. Trox has a great um, outfit on, by the although, way. Although that does bring up an interesting point and an in- interesting question. Uh, there will, yeah, I'll work on that. Because the the invite's going to be open, you know, to anybody who I'll, I'll reach out. I got contacts. I got people. I got people. We'll, we'll we'll try to make it happen. I know Sean Brace was trying to trying to rope me into something indoors at Victory Beer Hall with Freddie Mitchell. Fred X. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. They're giving away tickets. Something with Radio 104.5. That was the thing that I was tweeting about on the beach that other day. That something might big might be in the works. I was like, Sean, hey, call me. On Monday or Tuesday, that was like a month ago. So, I think we're just gonna <laughs> I don't do. Got time for this. Yeah, I think we're just gonna do a regular thing because I don't want to like I don't believe in sports jinxes, but I don't want to I don't want to fucking tempt fate here, and we're undefeated at home this year, right? Mm-hmm. Undefeated at home, and we've been having the fourth and John tailgates. So when playoff time comes, I don't give a shit if there's three foot worth of snow on the ground. Everybody who's who's normally there better fucking be there. 
because we gotta we gotta come together. We gotta make Show sure up. there's no bad juju, you know. So I think we're gonna be outside freezing our balls off. But I will reach out to certain people and, and see if we can't get some very special guests for the playoffs. Nice. We got another question from uh, Philly Talk. He says, "Who would you most like to play in the playoffs? Other teams currently in the playoffs." So, would you rather play the Vikings, the Rams, the Saints, the Panthers, or the Falcons? I think we can take the Panthers. I was going to say out, Panthers out of again. All those teams, I, th- I think the Panthers. Uh, I, I could see us winning another shootout with the Rams as well. To be honest with you, I, I think I think that the Eagles will be able to uh, figure them out after playing them a few weeks ago. Well, you got a rookie quarterback going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know. No, golf is in his second year, but still, first time in the playoffs and under that system, that's true. The California team. And can he hear his coach calling the plays in the helmet with the Eagle that fans? That is true. Going crazy in the that league. That is true. Eli Manning said on an away game, it cost him a crucial uh, penalty at a crucial time. Imagine what it's going to be like with golf's trying to hear... You know, little baby face McVeigh on the side. Hey, look, look, look out for Malcolm Jenkins. <laughs> He's coming on the blitz. Oh, you know, you got to throw the slam pad. Oh, no, Jared Goff, you're on your ass again. Oh, gee whiz. Is that Mickey Mouse? I don't know what that was. Okay. That's my new Mike, uh, That's my new uh, Sean McVeigh voice. <laughs> Spe- speaking of a McVeigh, and, and, and remember the... Mike what McVeigh. Is, that is a nice segue, bro. Yeah, Mike, yeah. Remember <laughs> I kept saying Mike McVeigh? Oh, who, yeah. who the fuck is Mike McVeigh? Oh, yeah, I, 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 even now. on the 700 level show. Now we know. Now we know. Mike McVeigh oh, was a Twitter follower. And in fact, he was the one who brought his Winnebago up to MetLife Stadium. It, it, literally, Mike McVeigh. That's where it was. He was that, He's a Twitter follower. He tweets me all the time. That's where I couldn't get that name out of my head. But big shout-out to Mike McVeigh, who allowed us to crash his tailgate. Yeah, shout-out to him. Kind of use his, uh, his RV as home base. Um, John, uh, World Peace was there. Mm-hmm. He always has that John name in there. Yeah. He does a phenomenal job of doing that. He was there. But a bunch of people showed up, so it was awesome to see everybody there. And if you but, want to follow him, his at is uh, at Upper... Um, Darby boy, Upper Darby, big fan of the uh, Rocky soundtrack. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was play- he's playing a nonstop. Oh, it's Upper underscore Darby underscore boy. Okay, we got any more to Twitter questions? Yeah, keep, we'll keep, do. I got two more. Okay. Uh, one from uh, the Jay Fulkerson says, Nick Foles is he the second best NFC East quarterback? Um, NFC quarterback? Yeah, NFC East. NFC East quarterback. Second best NFC East quarterback? No. Gotta put Eli in there. No, I, yeah, I, I, I put Cousins yeah. above. If it was a draft, you telling me you're taking Nick Foles over Dak Prescott? He said second best. Second best. All right, so Dak Prescott, uh, Kirk Cousins, um, uh, not third. Third. I might take. I, put, I, 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 would, I would take Cousins. Yeah. I would take Cousins over Nicky Foles. There's a reason oh, yeah. Cousins getting the franchise tag. Fucking hundred years in a row. <laughs> 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 He'll be gone next year, though. Uh, next question from Atlax Logger. He says, Eagles fans, uh, if you can have one former Eagle player with this current team, who would you want? I would love to have. A, a coach, player, anything. Oh, I, th- I think no. it's going to be unanimous around the board. I don't yeah. know about that, my friend. No, you don't? Oh. Yeah, I, I, I think I know where you're going, and you it's, know, a, and it's a different direction than where I'm going. But okay, but, sim- you, similar, but, but you go, you go. I would like to replace the absence of Jordan Hicks with Jeremiah Trotter. Ooh, okay. I like, okay. I like that. I like Although that. the Eagles are in nickel an awful lot, yeah. and Trot was a run stuffer of a linebacker, 
and perfect for Jim Johnson's defense. I'm not sure he would be perfect for a Jim. you got to have a rangy middle linebacker yep. who knows how to cover. I'm not sure that Jeremiah Trotter would be a good fit in this system. Mr. Evan Bubblegum here. What about what about you, Mike? Uh, between I'm between two, but uh, I'm up to go with Dawkins. Yeah, I, I have to go with Dawkins. Um, my other player, Terrell Owens, Alshon Jeffrey, Terrell Owens. I guess you could say Tory Smith, Nelson Aguilar, Zach Ertz, David Akers. <laughs> Yes, I'm so Gale is telling up his own though this year. All right, yeah, Gale's Gale's got a sleeper pick here. I can tell by the look. Well, I mean, every, everyone, you know, Dawkins, the energy and the vibe. Like, but in this day and age, in this day and age, we need we need some guys back there that can cover the field. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I love his energy. But uh, I'm going to go with Lashawn McCoy. Mm. Lashawn okay. McCoy. Uh, add into this stack this running back core. Okay. What's that? To add into the stack. Well, the question was point? a replace. A replace. replace. A, oh, it was replaced. Okay. LaShawn McCoy is a guy who can create on his own. He doesn't need much to to cut on a dime. I mean, he, he just passed 10,000 10, career rushing yards. That's an elite group. He's the youngest, too. You don't get there with that. You know, you can't be a schlep getting that, that far. But he would add an element to this offense. You know, he, he can. Yeah, LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> let me let me uh, let me let me give you mine because at first I thought what pretty much everybody else was thinking, and that's Brian Dawkins. Because I simply don't think yeah. you would be having the tackling issue or the swagger issue. I mean, Brian Dawkins would pull those people aside, knock them on their head, and tell them to get their god dong act, gosh dong act together, and like you know get it going. But how about you give me a guy looking at this roster right now? How about you give me a guy like Trey Thomas? That was my second choice. Trey Thomas. You got yeah. you got Lane Johnson on one side, Trey Thomas on the other. Those are bookend tackles. Nobody's touching Nicky Foles. Yeah. Nobody's touching. You got Kelsey who got snubbed for the Pro Bowl. You've got uh, the uh, Wiz got, when he comes back. And, Wiz and when Brooks. He, yeah. and, and Brooks who made the Pro Bowl. Good pick. You you want to you want to protect your uh, season. We you got to protect, protect Nick Foles. And so I, you know what that I might I might pass track. up on Brian Dawkins as hard as it may be for the greater good of keeping Nicky Foles upright. Give me, uh, give me a little Trey Thomas there. I like it. I like it. No, I, I take that. I All take right. it. I take it. All right. Uh, we want to try to figure out a body count for the tailgate on Christmas yeah, just, Day. Just give me, just give me initial, initial roster. Around thirty plus. Around. There. Are you shitting me? It's probably gonna be around there. Thirty plus. Yeah. Can, can you run through like the highlights? Of... Football Kelly's going. Mm-hmm. We have a couple from London that's flying all the way down to uh, hang out with us. All right, blokes. Mm-hmm. Right now, uh, you bastards! You fourth and John assholes. <laughs> got uh, our good friend Trevor that listens to our show all the time. Oh, He's ju- flying. Justin down. is pointing at his Justin head. Pointing. Yeah, this is going to be. Oh, a, this, this is this is going to be a bigger tailgate than I initially expected. Like I thought, everybody'd be busy with, you know, Christmas and family. By the way, it's on r- Monday, r- r- before we before we get out of here, quick shout out to the notorious JAX, the wifey at home. Because when the schedule came out, she sees Raiders, Christmas Day. Instead of pitching a bitch and saying that you can't go, all she does is look at the game, look at me, and she says, what time are we opening up presents so you can get to the tailgate? She's the that, real my MVP. friend, MVP. that, my friend, that, my friend, is the real MVP. Well done. Well done. There you go. All right, so let's do it one more time, loud and proud, before we get out of here. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles!
you want Eagles football? We're talking Eagles football. You're listening to Fourth and John. Wait, what the f is a John anyway? Say it with your chest. Too fucking easy. Not a mercy. We're all high in here. You can't handle the truth. Does he look like a bitch? It doesn't matter. He wasn't ready. Whoa, Nelly. Fucking Jager bombs. Oh my god. The motherfucking. Uh oh. Down. Put him in a fucking bed. Down. Oh. Uh, oh, fuck it. I don't want to have to talk this to baby dog. Fuck! What happened? What the fuck? Fuck! Crucial situation! I'm reminiscing! Driving the boys down the field! And what happens, baby doll? You got a good shot at me? Ah, Bobby Hart shakes his fucking pants! Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc